Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello NRL fans, welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky, and welcome to another super coach uh, podcast. Got Johnny with me, mate. Johnny, how are you? Yeah, not bad, mate. About week one into our lockdown here in Sydney, so I uh, try and fill my days with footy. <sighs> Mate, it's much better this week that we had some footy compared to last week having a Super Saturday with no games. But um, Origin last week was obviously, you know, obviously a good victory for us, but a bit of a dud in terms of the game. The the passion and the excitement wasn't really there. But we've had some good blowouts in the footy this week. Haven't been been many good games, but a few blowouts. I thought we'd jump on at the moment. Super coach, we've got, you know, what are we now? Nine, eight, nine rounds left. Uh, Draft leagues are popping off our, our league's getting very, very close and congested. Uh, so I want to talk about waivers today, Nob. So obviously this is where a lot of leagues will get won and lost here. Guys at the top will try and solidify with some sneaky waivers. The guys at the bottom will be getting the pick of the bunch and the guys at the mid table, you know, trades and waivers are going to be what gets them over the line here. So I wanted to give you 10 waiver options that I'm looking at that are in our league. Um, and, you know, happy for you to throw some in as we go on the fly here. Um, but, the first ones I want to talk about here, Nom, are two players that are definitely picked in a lot of teams, but I think have a chance to really drop soon. So the first guy is Nico Hines, my guy. So the reports that Ryan Pappenhausen will be back for round 18 from the looks of it. So this is more of just uh, if that Papiona, you know, moves on and wants to like get some other guys, because I do think Melbourne's in a position now, they're going to probably wrap up the minor premiership and some resting or players will be in order and Nico will be able to get in. So he's at 80, 86% of teams right now, but obviously I think, if you're someone like you at the top of the league, Nico's going to be a very nice player to get if he drops in a waiver somehow. Yeah, agreed. Because, um, you know, a lot of people maybe just flick him off once um once Pappy is back. But we know with the Melbourne Storm, they love to rest players, especially, you know, in our all-important um, Super League Grand Final. So I can easily see, you know, Nico, he, he may be... He may be, you know, once Paddy's back, he's obviously got, going to get that uh, super bench spot. But, you know, I can easily see Cameron Munn starting and, you know, Nico starting right in. As long as he gets Eddie, you know, Nico's going to, you know, he's, he's going to um, be on time. 100%. Yeah. I just want to mention off the top, like I said, uh, a lot of smart teams, especially for me, for example, I've got Nico and Papi. I'll be holding Nico even if he's on the bench. Um, but, you know, if he does drop into a league, I think you'd be silly not to quickly snatch him up as a bench spot because if Munster gets rested, Hughes gets rested, uh, Papi gets rested, even, you know, one of the centres get rested for whatever reason, I think he can just come and play any of those positions there. But let's go to the first guy on my list, Nom. It's actually your boy. It's Jake Clifford. So big reports last... The big report out of last night is he's the goal kicker. So even when Ponga and Barnett is in the team, Clifford was going to be kicking goals. So he's a dual half, 5'8". He's only picked in 29% of leagues right now. He's obviously got a low average of 39, but now with the goal kicking and Kalen Ponga back, I think he is a must-have from this week. Yeah, so Clifford, um, he, look, he, he's ever since you know, Pierce has been back, he's looked a much more um, confident player, a much more comfortable player in our team. So, and look, he kicks goals better than probably Kalen Ponga, if I have to admit myself. Um, you know, not good if you're a Kalen Ponga owner, but, you know, um, Jay Clifford, I think he is definitely a, a great pickup. You know, he does a lot of just the infield, um, just kicking in general. So, 
you know, even with one of those massive towering bombs, he could easily pick up a cheeky you know, try assist or try contribution from those. And um, yeah, with the goal kicking, it just makes it so much sweeter. I'm just thinking, if you have Pierce, who's kind of the organiser on one side of the field, and you have Kalen Ponga slipping out the back on another, I think Clifford's going to get a lot more running into his game, which means, you know, some line breaks and mm. tries. So I think it's a great show. If he's not, he's picked up in our league by Ryan. It's very cheekily picked him up on his bench. Uh, and you know what? I might even try and do a trade for him this week because I just think the the upside there is going to be very, very high. He's not playing in the buy round. Um, but then from, from the week after, from around 18, I think it's a great shout. Yeah, let's hope Ryan drops in for the uh, buy because, look, I'm looking for a pimp half now with my uh, two pimp boys uh, out for uh, next few weeks. 100%. All right, the next guy on my list, Norm, we're going to go to the front row here. It's Tui Kamakamika from the Melbourne Storm. So at the moment, picked in 28% of leagues, averaging just a tick under 50, 49.8. Just one of those consistent... He can be a two RF, you know. For me, I'm kind. Of, I'm holding on to um, Tino and Clemmer. I can move Tino in my second row. I think Kamakamika, especially how Melbourne likes to rotate their forward pack, Tui might be in line for some big minutes coming up. Yeah, because you know, with especially with um, yeah, just still a last origin coming. Uh, Christian Welsh, he's actually coming off the bench now, um, and. Yeah, it sees Tui getting a lot of the starting spots. So he can, if he can get, you know, himself 45, 50 minutes, he, he'll be almost guaranteed, like, um, sub 50 alone in base. And you know how Melbourne love to use their front rowers close to the line as well. So if you can get a cheeky try, then that's, you know, 70, 80, and you're laughing. That's it. The next guy, another front row forward from your team, the Knights, Jacob Saifidi. So... Mm. From the looks of it, it looks like Clem is going to come off the bench at least for the next couple of weeks. Saifidi crashed over for a meat pie this week. He's only in 27% of leagues, averaging 41. Well, like I said, we'll go up a little bit this week because he got the try. But if you kind of look at his last five-round average, he's averaging a 55. So he's getting more minutes uh, and he's performing at a very high clip. So I think in that Newcastle team, that team's on a fire in the back end of the season. Jacob Saifidi might be very nice to partner with maybe Daniel if you own both boys. Yeah, he's... Um... He's pretty much you know, got the starting um, position over Clemmer now because you know, um, I, I heard some reports that the coach, he, he likes what the brothers are doing. They're playing off each other. Um, you know, again, this is someone who's not playing in the next round by, but, you know, great stash for um, late in the season if you're confident that you're going to make it um, have a good run towards the finals. 100%. The next guy, Norm, we're on to the 2RF. So a very cheeky third to RF here, uh, Alicia Katoa from the from the Warriors. So does play the round seventeen by. He's crushed over for two tries in two straight games now. So he's only in twenty one percent of leagues. He's averaging a forty one. But like I said, the last two weeks he's gonna he's gone over seventy plus both times. So I think Katoa has now kind of nailed down that he's got a bit of trust there with Nathan Brown. If he's now getting a full time spot in that second row, very juicy option for a third two RF. Yeah, I mean, with the Warriors pack, you never know what they're doing with the rotation. But as long as uh, uh, Katoa has that um, starting second row position, I think that's a great shout because we know the Warriors, they like to use, um, essentially, they actually use their forwards to get over a line. You know, the outside backs aren't really getting any love compared to to their forwards. So uh, all the teams in NRL, I think um, the Warriors uh, forward pack, they're more likely to get those like cheeky little tries there. Yeah, that's it. 
The next guy is a bit of a, a bit of a reach, but I'm going to put him in here because <coughs> I do think the performance of the Roosters over the weekend uh, has called into question some of the leadership in the park. So this is an assumption that Lock and Lamb is going to get dropped next week. And I've got Drew Hutchison. He came back off the bench last week after his uh, nasty lung injury from those knees from Dylan Brown. He's dropped to all the way down to 10% of leagues only. So when he was playing, he only averaged at 35. But again, that was his injury-affected match against Para and also coming off the bench. So if you take out those two scores, he'd be, he'd be bumping up over a 40 in that Roosters team, Tedesco, Sam Walker. I just think uh, Roosters half, especially... He's a lot more assertive than Lachlan Lamb. I think he'll get a lot more points. So, Drew Hutchison, what do you think about him? Um, yeah, I guess Drew Hutchison is a potential. Um, you know, obviously, if he can get that starting role, uh, he's a bit of a ball hog. He's, sort of, he's a big body. He takes on the line. So, you know, you love a ball hog and super coach. Yeah, 100%. Like I said, I had him earlier in the season, and he does love to do a bit of a dummy and go. likes to put it yeah. his... Uh, his nose through the hole. So I think, you know, like I said, if you're that Lachlan Lamb owner, especially, you might as well describe him because I think Lachlan Lamb's not really long. I, I think the, the partnership of Lamb and Walker, two very small halves, kind of similar the way they play. Drew Hutchison's a big body on the other side of the field, can offer a little bit more long kicking game, take all the pressure. Sam Walker, the last couple of weeks, and he's been kicking, you know, when he's been in the lineup, they're really trying to smash him when they put the long kicks in, especially when he's inside his own 30-40. I think Drew Hutchison, a big body, can get those clear kicks out of the way and just protect Sam Walker a little bit. So I think that's the way that Robinson will go, but it'll be interesting to see if he does get a crack there. Yeah, look, um, the way that, you know, with Sam Walker getting smashed every single week, I don't think he's going to make it to the end of the season. I think, you know, he's definitely got to get some rest. Um, and Drew Hutchinson, he's going to be starting at least, you know, a couple of those games towards the end. Yeah. The next one, I'm going to cheat a little bit. So this is going to be a four in one. So I'm just going to read out four guys, and you're going to and you can talk about the one you want to talk about here. So four center wings. So they're all dropped for for. So it could be injury, suspension, or form right now. So I've got four of them. So the first one is Josh Mansour. He's currently picked in 45 percent of leagues. The next guy is Michaeli Ravalava. He's picked in 45 percent of leagues. The next guy is Blake Ferguson, picked in 34 percent of leagues. And the last guy is Sione Katoa from the Sharks, 30% of the league. So you've got Mansour and Fergo, who's dropped due to form. You've got Ravalava, who's dropped due to suspension. And you've got Sione Katoa, who's coming back from injury. Any of those guys intrigue you from the center wing position? Mm. So pretty much your list of fallen center wing guns, then. Mm. Um, that's an interesting list. Um, and I can say that I've owned two of them over the last two seasons. I owned Fogo last year and he, I don't want to go near him again. Um, I own Mansour. I picked him up quite early in my draft, actually, this season. And he's hurt me a bit. Um, that that South um, right edge, they don't, they don't get as much love as the other edge. Um, so that leaves uh, Revelara and Katoa I think I'll back the Sharks to score more points than the Dragons. So let's let's go with Katoa. I mean, how he, he's essentially an injury away from, from something. Is that yeah. you reckon yeah. that's fair? Yeah, he's he's back and fit now. So uh yeah. he's not on the injury list anymore. So he's just now waiting for his time. And you've got Connor Tracy, who are so Ronaldo's on one wing, he'll stay there. It's probably gonna be Connor Tracy played really good for them this season, so they probably don't want to drop him. 
Um, but I think it'll be one poor game or an injury, and then Katoa will walk into that lineup. And we saw last year, he's been one of the best centering options in Supercoach. Um, loves to get over the line. I will say uh, with McKaylee especially, he's a you know he's averaging a fifty this season. Loves to get over for a try. Just the way he just tackles at the moment, you just can't let him tackle because he's just dropping that shoulder too much. But if he was fit, and you know he's not back until round twenty one, I think is when his suspension finishes. So look, he's a he's gonna be a very luxury waiver. He's someone like you know if you're a couple of points ahead in the league, you know if you have room on the bench, and you know you just want to have that cheeky waiver or, or trade option later in the year. But I think you're right. I think out of all of them, Kato will be the one for me, I think, especially if you're the SJ owner. Um, mm. If Kato goes back onto the SJ wing, it could be some points there. So just wanted to mention all four of them because they are, like I said, full on guns. But, you know, if you're heading towards round 22, 23, 24 of your finals, um, could be very handy options if they are in, in a starting lineup. Yeah. Oh, mate, I have no room on my bench at the moment. It's... I'm racking up quite the uh, quite the injury list for the run home, aren't I? I got mm-hmm. both the uh, Panthers halves. I got Bradman Best. Uh, I got um, Curtis Sirenen, actually. I, I actually don't mind uh, bringing him into this conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so with Curtis Sirenen, I've he hasn't played since round one, I think. Yeah, round one. <laughs> uh, I picked him. I picked him in the last buy round when. Um, one of the boys got tired of holding him. And then I thought, you know, he was, he was a week away. And, and reports that he's done a hammy at injury now, uh, at training now. So yeah. I don't think he's back next round either for the bye. But, geez, once he is back, you know, if he can get an edge spot outside DCE, we know he's, you know, last year he was a gun. I think his average was at least like six, 60, 65 um, and the way that C was attacking, I think they've put on 50 points in the past three games straight, mate. Like he's a guy with great work rate, great attacking upside. Um, I think he's only owned by 30 odd percent of leagues at the moment as well. Mm. No, it's a good shout. It's a good shout. I think, uh, like you said, just in that manly pack, and we saw what manly's done the last couple of weeks now. You just want every you want every piece of it. So yeah, it's a good shout. What about? Another guy that you've owned this year and you've dropped to the waivers this week, Joe, Joe Offen and Galway, 38% of leagues. Um, he's been bumped back to the bench, but we've seen Madge Maguire be very flexible with his the bench and the forward rotation. Do you have any love for Joe later in the season? Um, look, I I think, yeah, potentially if he can get his um, starting lock position back, because once he does... Uh, play lock. He does get he does get yeah fifty odd minutes. So that could be a um, a solid you know fifty odd points in your in your front row forward. And he's got the flexibility of dual. But until he gets that starting spot, um, yeah, I guess I dropped him to waivers for a reason and just just planning for some buy because I've got pretty much no one <laughs> playing yeah. next round. So I'm going to be dusted up. Hundred percent. All right, we'll leave it there. Before we go, Norm, I just want to quickly throw out some, just we'll, we'll sort of from our our waivers right now, top percentage. I just want to throw out some players to absolutely stay away from. So these are waivers. Don't fall into the trap. You know, it looks like a good option right now, but don't do it because past experience or, or the run, just not a fan. So the first one loose, my boy, Sean Lane. Uh, <laughs> do not pick him up. He's butterfingers personified. He will not do you the job. 
Yeah, um, you know, we, we're on the group chat every week about, you know, how you para fans are blowing up, how Sean Maney stood out there. I, I still think he's got some, you know, photos or, you know, he's dating the coach's daughter. He's got something on Brad Arthur to uh, make that team every week. 100%. Tom Starling, I think don't waste away from Tom Starling. We saw the capitulation of the Canberra Raiders last night um, in the review poll due later today. I think you know, Ricky Stewart to end the season as the Raiders coach is now becoming a question. I don't think we would have thought about it at the start of the season, but I think it's, you know, we've never seen Canberra fans walk out with 20 minutes to go. And I think Tom Starling's a trap. Uh, there will be a lot of people who think, you know, maybe Josh Hodgson will get moved on or get dropped and they'll put Starling because he's the future. But I think maybe he's a free agent player, but don't waste any waivers on him. I think it's a bit of a bit of a reach. Yeah, um, I should have listened to my own advice to stay well away from the um, any Raiders player. And I made the mistake of picking up Malamay and he got me a single digit. Oh. And, you know, if you play 80 minutes and you get a single digit, you know, you're dead to me. So, <laughs> Well, let's st- stick it on the centre wings. So I'm going to stay away from. Look, I was wrong on him on the side of the season. I thought Xavier Coates would take the leap this year. Uh, I've been wrong, you know. In attack, he's, he's got some good attack in him, but defensively, very poor reads. He's down to 26% of leagues um, picked. You know, he's, like you said, a single-digit uh, nightmare. I think Xavier Coates, he's at least another year away. Yeah, and I'm thinking about how he ended up here in our group. I think the bloke who um, had Xavier Coates traded him for Corey Thompson. <sighs> Chris, highway uh, robbery. From my memory. Highway robbery. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a dirty, dirty trade right there. And the last one I'll mention here, number four we go, is Chanel Harris-DeVita. So he's now down at 22% of the leagues. I own, uh, so we had in our league, uh, who picked him up? I think it was Anthony tra- drafted him pretty high. I then picked him up on waivers after he broke his foot. He's just one of those guys, again, another guy I was a bit wrong on at the start of the season. I thought he'd be the goal kicker and the primary attacker. It's all going through Cody Nicarima when he's in the lineup. He's averaging a 39. Even though he's got the jewel, I think he's just one of those guys to kind of stay away from because he's just not going to do it this season. Yeah, so yeah, everyone was really high on um, um, CHT this season. And yeah, unfortunately, we just haven't really seen you know him to his full potential. You know, he, he burst out of the scenes last year. And like you said, it's all actually going through um, Nikarima's um way. And then, you know, you've got Chad Townsend there as well. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's hard to see um, him getting back in and then, you know, what's, um, yeah, the, where the points are going to come. That's it. All right, I'm going to leave it there. So like we said, uh, the waivers and the, the free agency this season is going to be pretty critical. I think there's going to be some guys that are going to surprisingly fall to your waivers. I think it's going to be a great time to, ju- to pick them up. You know, obviously, we've got one more buy round next week, round 17. It's going to be very interesting to see how many people, how many teams people can field. We have said that this, re- this wave around, uh, a lot of the good teams are on buyers. So it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, can you get seven to eight to nine players playing to win you a draft head to head? But the waivers and the and the trades will be critical. So thanks for coming on, Nom. We'll do another one very soon. All right. So, uh, always a pleasure to be on. No worries. And thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.